0: Listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode sixty-five, where we will be discussing Chapter Six in, in Clockwork Angel: Strange Earth. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> All right, you got this, boo. Oh boy. So, bef- right before we logged or er, signed in, I don't. Right before we hit record, (laughs) I should say. I don't know what the terminology is. We are not professionals. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We were like, what are we going to talk about? Did anything exciting happen to anyone? And we're all like, no, No. (laughs) nothing. (laughs) So I figured I would talk about something that I discovered yesterday that I was really excited about because I didn't know. And you would think someone who has a podcast about dedicated to this one author's like specific work of art the these specific these specific stories would know that on the wiki page all of the extra bonus like scenes and deleted scenes and all of that stuff is all posted there oh i did not i did not know these things and then i found them and i was really excited what kind of stuff <laughs> i um all kinds of stuff deleted scenes they have them like grouped by what series it is so they have like tmi extras they have the infernal devices extras which i dug into because i have been like i as we started this book i've been reading but then after last week's episode um i just like kept reading and then i finished clockwork angel and i started clockwork prince and it just I was like, oh, I love this. I love this series so much. Like, I can't stop. Yep. I get so excited. And I never mind. I, I can't say what I was searching for specifically until we finish this series because it has to do. It's like a spoiler for this series. Um, but I had been seeing memes referencing something that I had not. I was like, I don't remember that happening. And it's because it was an, in an extra scene. Interesting. And so when we get to that point. I'll talk about it and I'll tell you which uh, which story it was, and I will of course tell you guys off air.
1: Anything from but, um, TMI that you can say?
0: Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff, and like they have like comics and like illustrations and all kinds cool. of stuff. Cool. But I sent it was the link that I sent you guys um, that takes you straight to the wiki. Okay, cool. And then you can find the stuff from there.
2: <laughs> but don't dig too deep, yeah. Amanda.
0: I know. I'm always afraid. I'll. You'll be fine with any of the TID and any, I don't know, probably not the TMI yet. I'm sure that there will be crossover stuff. I would have to check.
1: Almost. Almost. (laughs) Almost there. I say that every week.
0: Okay. Yeah, but you have like a very busy life. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you don't just have hours of free time to lay around and read like, and
1: when you do I'm sure it's the last thing you want to yeah, fucking do it's true it's totally true I just want to lay down I want to sleep that's what I want to do right <laughs> Andy let me sleep today until nine o'clock of course I woke up several times because it was hard to sleep that long I kept having to force myself to go back mm-hmm. to sleep oh my gosh though I needed it so bad it was amazing it's probably been <laughs> at least a year since I've slept that late. At least. Wow. Yeah. Mother's Day probably last year. Oh, so I wow. guess it's not at least a year. But anyway, it was it's awesome. close enough. Yeah.
0: Right on. All right. Well, does anyone have anything else? I bought no?
2: three toilet seats today. Like <laughs> uh, We went to Home Depot. Um.
0: Hashtag adulting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag like mid thirties. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for
1: real. That's great. For real.
0: <laughs> I know we're we're working on the trailer tomorrow, and so I've I've been like looking around the house. I'm like, I really need to clean the house. I I need to like, adult. Yeah, my I house haven't. is
2: always dirty, and I just
1: I clean it. Your 30 house times is not always day. dirty.
0: Shut shut your dirty dirty mouth. <laughs> this is why I have time to read. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, what do you guys say we cut the chit chat here and kick things off with Robin's recap previously on Ding
1: Downworlder Tish? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tessa's
2: left to wander the corridors of the Institute on her own and somehow was able to make her way back to her bedroom where she pops down on her bed and starts to read the codex, which lulls her right into a fistful night's sleep. She's startled awake and hears the background music of her dream sequence, IRL, so she decides to investigate Discovery, her life. She goes across the hall and we meet Jim, a tall, dark, handsome, drink cool drink of water. They <laughs> share an easy conversation until wind Will enters, pretending to be drink, drink, drunk. Jim has a coughing fit and Tessa is ushered away. In the morning, the shadow hunters of the Institute um, are doled out their tasks over breakfast. Will and Jim are going to research, not research, research <laughs> the dark house jessamine's able to wriggle her way out of her duties by taking tessa dress shopping and charlotte and henry head out to talk to nate's boss ex-boss dress shopping is a giant bore. surprise however charlotte and henry have an eventful day upon arrival they have to use their shadow hunter skills to be let into mortmain's house but eventually are and led into his creepy study Mortmain lays his cards on the table, Lady Gaga would be so disappointed, (laughs) and instantly tells Henry and Charlotte, I know what you are. Say
0: it. Shadowhunter. Oh. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I was so distracted. You did not put in an anti-flag
2: reference. I did. Why wouldn't I?
0: (laughs) It brought me straight back to high school, dude.
2: Yeah, I would. I Why literally had
0: that album in my in my CD. What is it called? Book case.
1: Book. Is yeah, the <laughs> my book? CD book because. Oh God! <laughs> never heard it referred to as a book. It's <laughs> totally a book. know uh, what, is what it you would...
2: Yeah. We were talking about getting one for our DVDs.
0: I, <laughs> I thought have one for have. all my Redbox DVDs that I never returned.
2: Twenty-eight
1: dollars each. was bro. so.
2: Mad at me, he's like, "How do you have like three Redbox things here?" And I was like, "No, no, listen, those are Kristen's." Yeah, and the worst, they were doubles. <laughs> so like, she'd already rented them from Redbox and bought them once, and then lost them, and then rented them from Redbox and then bought them again, <laughs> and then found them and gave them to me.
1: Oh, Listen, I never great. said I was a responsible
0: adult, okay?
1: Dude, that's where they got you. Redbox was awesome, $1, and then they get you that way. There
0: was one literally a quarter mile away from my front door. Like, I had to drive by it every day when I went to work.
1: And you still and didn't And I do still it. didn't. Nope. But you went <laughs> back for it, more.
0: Couldn't I did. Yeah. And it probably we, wasn't we lived, every month. We were,
2: we were neighbors, <laughs> mind you. Yeah. And I walked there with my family. Like it was it was close.
1: Yeah. Right. right.
2: <laughs> it was oh. at the corner gas station where, you know, they see you dressed the worst mm-hmm. of your life. Yep. Right? Isn't that? Yep. The gas station close no to your kn- home.
0: Yep. No one knows you like they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question though. I don't understand the Lady Gaga reference.
2: Because um he doesn't have a poker face. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I am not that well-versed in Lady Gaga stuff, so I was like, I think I'm missing something. I don't think so either. I was like, I just have to put something, because all I was doing, I was
2: like, poker face. I
0: still have drink, drink, drunk stuck in my head. (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. Well, I mean, I think we've done our duty of sufficiently aging ourselves for our audience. I'm sure I'll do something later
1: again. Don't worry.
0: A large, a large portion of them have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, a CD? How old are you? You still have them? Yeah, I still have DVDs too, not even Blu-rays. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I couldn't figure out why this movie was not working in the car because it's the only place we use DVDs now. Could mm-hmm. not figure it out. I finally was cleaning out my car and I was like, dude, it's a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes. it's not compatible
0: <laughs> all right so we jump right in with Jem and Will arriving at the dark house for further
1: investigation discovery
0: <laughs> I feel like we're going to be using that a lot because there's a lot of mystery yeah.
1: in this book I think that's why I like it so
0: much
1: uh, eh, maybe <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it is it's, it's definitely I think it's one of her stronger plots uh-huh okay Personally, this trilogy is, I should say. Um, fair warrant, warning to our listeners. Victorian-era teenage boys aren't that different from modern teenage <laughs> boys. When tasked to search an abandoned brothel, prostitute jokes abound. <laughs> you have been warned. Right off the bat, Jem's throwing serious shade. He's like, Psh, this doesn't look like any brothel I've seen. And Will's like... He just can't. He's like, what do you expect them to be, like, hanging out the windows and, like, naked lady statues and stuff? Yeah, you remember we said it was closed, right? Right. (laughs) Chim's like, No. (laughs) (laughs) The, the dark house and every surface in it, as we know from Tessa's experience is practically enrobed in mold and filth. So either they're, they catered to very specific clientele <laughs> or it's been a long time time since the ladies of the night stalked the halls of the old house. Will describes it as quote, a place no one had ever really thought of as a home. And I just thought that was like a perfect description because like immediately, you know exactly what that mm-hmm. like looks like. So in his excitement, Will forgets the number one rule of B&E, always (laughs) check to see if the door's unlocked first. (laughs) And he's like, let's kick it down. And Jem's like, slow your roll, buddy. (laughs) Always, as we've seen, always the the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. The the pair of bros head inside, uh, Will with a dagger in hand and Jem bringing up the rear with some much-needed witch light. The entryway is much the same as Will remembered it. Disgusting. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to need someone's help here. Okay. Which one of you would it's like green, to It's green, so I
1: guess it's not me.
0: Hip, hip, hooray! <laughs> 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 it's only green because green's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I can do this. <clears throat> okay. Nice place to live, isn't it? Let's hope they left something behind other than filth. Forwarding addresses, a few severed limbs, a prostitute or two. Indeed, perhaps if we're fortunate, we can still catch syphilis. (laughs) Or demon pox, Will suggested cheerfully. There's always demon pox. Demon's pox does not exist. Oh, ye of little faith, said Will, disappearing into the darkness underneath the stairs. (laughs) I just I had to put the joke in. It was just funny. It made me laugh.
2: Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I just want to hear it in an accent yeah. that I cannot do.
0: <laughs> so, I am going to be doing. Um, I- I'm going to be doing an accent leader. So,
1: okay. FYI.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned. Can't
1: wait. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Join us next week
2: on Downwater Dish. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Kristen's terrible accents so the two search the cellar and main floor finding nothing but mold and a smear of what looks like blood on the wall together what <laughs> wait you don't like that I, I so feel like so it's we a think decorating of decorating different choice. kind of smear
1: oh
2: that <laughs> you get at a doctor's office
0: I'm sure they had. They had doctors that like made house calls, right?
1: Mm. Pass. Haven't haven't you seen Deadwood? We also know what this place used to be. So, yeah, it was just—it
2: was was too much.
0: You're just missing the M word. Oh, lord. All right. Together, they head upstairs and split up to search the bedrooms. Will starts with Tessa's old room, but it's empty. All the furniture having been whisked away to the silent city for further examination by the silent brothers. Weird to me. It looked.
1: What are they going to find in
0: furniture? I don't know. I was like, are they looking for like secret compartments or something? It's Tessa's room. They're not going to put anything important in there. Right. Well, and it's like, why couldn't you just look at it while it was there?
1: I don't know. Like, they have this. The um, Silent place, Brothers the are weird. now. At the Silent City. They Hopefully.
2: needed new, a new bedroom set.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> Brother the- Enoch's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: yeah. I love me a brass bed. What?
0: <laughs> right?
2: I'm just going to confiscate this for
0: evidence. Research. He's like, it's an antique. I just need a little polish. It'll be good as new. Shabby Chic is my new aesthetic. It's <laughs> like total cottage core. <laughs> it looked as if they'd it looked as if they'd be going back to the Institute empty-handed when Jem called out from down the hall. Following Jem's shout, Will finds his pair bro tie standing over a dead girl. Maybe? <laughs> the girl is <laughs> so like, okay. First first thing, like if I ran into the room, either one of you, and you're standing over someone who appears to be dead. I feel like well, I guess they're they're investigating. So it doesn't I I guess he, his automatic assumption isn't that Jem killed her.
1: Oh. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right?
0: I don't know. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. It just kinda <laughs> It was one of those, one of those tangents that just kind of like stopped, (laughs) wasn't well thought through as
1: the the wheels started turning, the hamster wheel got
0: stuck. (laughs) Anyways, not the point. (laughs) So the girl is sitting in a chair in the middle of the room. She's got these like bulging eyes and they're like unblinking chapped hands, like looks like she was like a worker. Um, and they're like folded in her hat, in her lap, in her hat, they're folded (laughs) in her hat, in her lap. And she's not moving or like responding to anything will far braver than I goes in for a closer look. And, like, he puts his hand on her arm and her skin is cool to the touch. And she's not responding to his dashing good looks. Therefore, she must be dead. Yeah. it's a, con- a fair conclusion.
1: Toads my goat. If you're not
0: responding to a Herondale, then you must not have a pulse. <laughs> <laughs> the girl jerks and moans, freaking out the hardened shadow hunters. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. I would, too. I'd yeah. be like, oh, fuck. It's going to kill me. Kill it with fire. <laughs> with fire. All right. call the girl from the mean (laughs) this is this is quoted from the book so the woman raised her head her eyes still blank unfocused but her lips moved with a grinding sound beware nephilim as you slay others so shall you be slain your angel cannot protect you against that which neither god nor devil has made an army born neither of heaven nor hell Beware the hand of man. Beware. Her voice rose to a high grinding shriek and she jerked back and forth in the chair like a puppet being yanked on invisible strings. Beware. 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 Good God. Muttered Jem. <laughs> beware. <laughs> the woman shrieked one last time. Wait, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that for good measure one more time. Beware. <laughs> the woman shrieked one last time and toppled forward to sprawl on the ground abruptly silenced. Okay. Holy okay, okay. That was- shit! <laughs> I have two things to say here.
2: Number one, that was beautiful. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and number two, you typoed "voice" in your. Yeah. And I yeah. the whole time I was thinking I was like I'm so glad I don't have to read that. Like I would have never <laughs> picked to read that loud because I would not know how to pronounce that word. I was like, is it a boivy? A bivy? Is it like a certain like,
1: like herb like? i'm just curious do you think that that because it's not really described totally what she looks like do you think that this is um what was her name i think it's i think it's miranda miranda sophie is what i was trying to say but obviously that wasn't right yeah creepy
2: i want to know how they didn't find her earlier how did nobody like the silent brothers yeah or anybody where was she hiding
0: i think she was placed there oh okay okay like after the fact, yeah, they knew that they'd be back. Cause I mean, yeah, she had a message specifically for them. That's true, or for well, the next she one. She was like, her face was dented in, and I'm assuming if it was still
2: dented, they probably would have said something about that. Mm-hmm. Like right. that probably been, would have like, been in the description, right? Yeah. So maybe she's been fixed, right? Mm. Or
1: maybe it's a different person. Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know. Rob it. Rob it. <laughs> So
0: Gems like, "Okay, now she's dead." But Will isn't so sure. In the process of her fall, the girl's eyeball came loose, which is huh. like just no, no. No. This is why I can't be a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. Especially like, like just, ER. No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. EMT? No. Nope. pass I, don't- I can barely watch TV shows about doctors in the ER.
1: <laughs> I kind of like it,
0: but I like it too, but like when they show the real gross stuff, I'm like, through my fingers. <sighs> yeah. I have every disease
2: that's on that TV show, <laughs> every single one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whole hundred percent, wholeheartedly. I cried for three hours because I knew I had Ebola when we were reading Outbreak in ninth grade. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew that's what was wrong with me. I didn't. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No shit.
1: Oh my god! You are so funny. And yeah, uh, funny a little By
2: funny um, you mean weird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like funny and <in> mad.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fine. Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, we really are. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so her eye her eyeball came loose, revealing a copper wire like attaching the eyeball to whatever's like inside her head. So <laughs> Will's like she's not dead, but not alive. She's a robot. <laughs> But not really, because that word didn't appear in written text until 1920. And yes, I did look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact even though no one needs to know this, I'm sure, but the word robot was the brainchild of the Czech playwright, novelist, and journalist, Karl Kapik, who introduced it in his 1920 hit play RUR or Rossum's Universal Robots. Robots. So, better having up. known that. Yep. Right? little little piece of trivia to help you on trivial pursuit or something someday you ever go on jeopardy
1: yeah that's there you me go. yep sometimes i watch no. jeopardy and i get one of the answers right and i'm like this was a good episode
0: dude same <laughs> same i i watch that show and i'm like how how do you like it's so
1: random it's i'm like there's no way it's cra- have you watched the one where the three the chaser Mm-mm. So it's the three, like, most famous guys on Jeopardy! history. They have their own TV show now where they basically are answering random. They're trying to beat people on the show or whatever. Anyway, it's really crazy how much information these people know.
0: That's nuts. Like,
1: how? What do you even do? Like, you don't even have a job. You're just reading every single thing on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember
2: if I shut the garage door after I drive out of my neighborhood. (laughs) Right. When I was (laughs) house-sitting
1: for Robin, (laughs) I got probably, like, a mile away from her house, and I couldn't remember if I shut her garage door, so I turned around and had to go back. And I did. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Okay, that's good. But then, no, there was, okay, so that happened. So first what happened was I couldn't remember if I locked her front door. So I got all the way to my house and couldn't (gasps) remember. And then I was like, okay, I got to go back because that's terrible. Her front door might be unlocked. I drive an hour, basically 45 minutes back to her house. It was locked. So then when I leave, I couldn't remember if I closed her garage. And I got that far away on the same trip. (laughs) It was closed, by the way, so all of that was for nothing. Oh I just God. got to hang out with her cat more, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> which was the whole reason. My
2: sushi baby.
1: Anyway, <clears throat>
0: <laughs> that was a delightful
1: yes little sorry interlude. <laughs>
0: no, it was good. So the boys plan- decide the best course of action would be to bring the girl back to the Institute so Henry can examine her and figure out what the fuck is going on, Seriously, which I feel is a good plan. <laughs> yep. Well, so we jump on over to Tessa, who I've said before and I'll say again, is in my opinion, the most relatable Cassie Clare heroine, at least for me. She's definitely braver than I am. Um, but for the most part, we're on the same like wavelength. Like I, I understand her. Like there's a lot of shit that Clary did that I was like, I don't understand yep. where your brain's at. Like I can't relate because I feel like because of the times we're in, Tessa's is a much more mature individual. Like, like she's, she's just more grown up. Whereas like Clary was like a young 15. Yeah. Tessa's like an older 16, you know, sure. like. So, agreed.
1: Sorry. All right. So,
0: after an afternoon of dress shopping, Jessamine and Tessa decide to get some fresh air and promenade through the park, which sounds delightful and I would like to do it. Sounds like
1: more avoiding Shadowhunter work. I want to be
0: wearing, like,
1: huh? Sounds like they're avoiding more Shadowhunter work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. The company might leave much to be desired, but at least being in the park gives Tessa an opportunity for some fresh air, something that London is sorely missing with its factories belching black coal smoke into the air from their chimneys. Jessamine leads them down the main strip known as Rotten Row, which I was like, that's a really cool name. It sounds like like a a dive bar in New York where like punk bands played or something, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, and she points out the high society mundanes, spilling whatever gossip she has to share. And I'm like, where the fuck do you know? Like, how do you know this shit? I think she's making it up, honestly. I think she's pretending
1: like oh. she knows about their
0: lives. And
2: then she's just making stuff up to talk.
1: You know, that's a good point because <gasps> Tessa points out that she didn't speak to anyone. But she still knew all this information.
2: Yeah. I think it's a story she's made up in her head.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I do that.
1: Me too. I do that when I people watch. Yeah. You try to imagine where they're going. My mom used to do that. It can get weird if you let it. Yeah. <laughs> where do you think those people are going? I don't fucking know, mom. <laughs> and then I had to play along.
2: I still like your story about her getting into the car and putting her, like, purse on her lap. Like, what are you going to eat when we get to the restaurant?
1: <laughs> I don't know, mom. I'll look at the menu and figure it out when I get there. we do that all the time now just just so excited yeah all right so something's
0: up because jessamine is acting way too nice to tessa (laughs) (laughs) but don't worry it doesn't take long for jessamine to remind us what a what a jackass she is because she really is (laughs) She's like, OMG. It's so great to have another girl around. Charlotte's boring and married, and Sophie's a servant, so she doesn't count. I'm just like, oh, bitch. Seriously. Like, I read it and I was like, oh, it starts. <laughs> oh, like, this is going to get bad. I'm going to get real angry. And I do. I really do. <laughs> I feel like I text you, like, you did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Robin, Robin text us in the group chat as she was, like, reading this chapter, getting ready to write her script. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs>
1: like,
0: I'm like, yeah, we take it personally, okay? Yeah. These people are our friends.
1: <laughs> we got your back, back off. Booze.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... Tess is like I know girls that are friends With their maids but really like She just read about them in books which is totally Something I would do Same. Um, <laughs> And there's this line In her inner monologue that cracks me up And it says uh, Still according to novels the main function Of a lady's maid was to listen to you As you poured your heart out about your Tragic love life and occasionally Occasionally to dress in your clothes And pretend to be you so you Could avoid being captured by a villain <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love that, like, that's her frame of reference. Yep. She's like, well, you know. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, so Jasmine, uh immediately rejects this idea. Basically telling Tessa that Sophie's scar makes her ugly and therefore not good enough, and Jessamine is a fucking tool. Yep. In case you didn't get the memo the first time I fucking said mm-hmm. it, um, <laughs> and just keeps on going with her ignorant jackassery throughout the entire chapter, and it makes me want to scream. So she dishes on Charlotte and Henry a little bit. So we get a little bit of like cheese may. Yeah. That's that's not a. F- well, I mean, it is offensive, actually. Never mind. Yeah. Everything that comes out of Jessamyn's mouth is offensive. <laughs> so according to Jessamine, um, Henry and Charlotte didn't get married for love. Uh, Henry act- would have married whoever as long as it got him access to the lab at the Institute. And, like, he could do his work and, like, not be bothered with other Shadowhunter stuff. So I take this information with a grain of salt because Jessamine also says that, like, Henry will do anything to not have to fight. But he was right with everyone else, kicking ass and taking names when they rescued Tessa.
1: So take that, Jasmine, you little shithead. I mean speak like, for yourself, you little bitch. Right. You're out buying dresses instead of reading newspapers. Right. It it just like she has
0: such an audacity that I just can't. Yeah. I can't. It's insane. And like we know Henry's a badass. Warrior. And just because you're smart doesn't mean you can't be a warrior. warrior. Okay, kids? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> make me cry. <laughs> so, just when you thought Jessamine couldn't get any worse, she outdoes herself. This bitch starts talking shit about my precious gem, and I am ready to throw down. Okay? Okay. <sighs> She goes on to insult will and, and she says she, she, she says a bunch of ignorant shit and I just I'm not even gonna go there. Mm-hmm. So she goes on to insult will for good measure, indicating that since his mother was Welsh, they have quote, they have all kinds of odd magic and things in Wales, you know. I'm like what is that? What she does that mean? Like, she's just a shit talker yeah. like she doesn't have any like real gripes about anyone i think other than like will's rude basically right. cite your source and, like bitch. they're not yeah, they're not what she wants because she doesn't want to be like she doesn't want to be around shadow hunters or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm like all your, you're just like throwing shit out there trying to insult them like you don't even have like an argument mm-hmm. which is annoying so jasmine your opinion is invalid fuck you yep so, before Tessa can react to the horrid things that Jessamine is saying uh, about the shadow hunters that call the Institute home, she changes the subject. Jessamine is, like, the worst kind of toxic girlfriend. A frenemy, if you will. <laughs> She's only being nice to Tessa because she wants something. Like, we all surprise, know that person, right? Surprise. So, Tessa's feeling super awkward as the launch, launch, launches... <laughs> As Jessamine launches into her life story, explaining that while her parents were born shadow hunters, they left the clave when they were young, wanting a norm to live a normal life. After her parents' death, a trust was created in, in Jessamine's name uh, that she will gain access to on her 18th birthday, and she'll finally be able to leave all this shadow hunter nonsense behind her. But there's a catch. An unmarried lady can't live alone. So Jessamine has a couple of, like, really interesting lines that i think explain a lot about her and so i'm i peppered them in through this next section so this is where i'm going to try out my accent and i don't know if i'm going to be able to do it (laughs) so i apologize if i waste your fucking time all right i am not a shadow hunter tessa i despise everything about the nephilim i have never I have never wanted to be one, and my dearest wish is to leave the Institute and never speak to a single soul who resides in there again. Okay. I messed up the last part, but it's fine. That was beautiful. It was beautiful. (laughs) All right. So, Jasmine's temper begins to flare as she pushes on, describing the life she longs for, the utterly normal things she dreams about, the things she has been denied since her parents died, and and she came to live at the Institute. All right. There are other girls in this city right now, Tessa. Other girls my age who aren't as pretty as me, who are dancing and flirting and laughing and catching husbands. They get lessons in French. I get lessons in horror demon languages. It's not fair.
1: Okay, that was bad. That was great. It was beautiful. But I think it is fair. It's fair. It is fair. It is fair.
0: <laughs> you get to be a fucking hero. Yeah. You bitch. Yeah. Tessa knew Jesamine wasn't being kind to her out of the goodness of her heart, but she never guessed Jesamine wanted her to be her or that Jesamine wanted to be her sugar (laughs) mom, I guess. That's basically what Jesamine is proposing. She'll bankroll their little adventure into adulthood as long as Tessa agrees to be her companion to save face. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And (laughs) I'm just gonna end this part with a little quote from Jesamine. I'm quite positive. Oh shit, I thought. My computer went to screensaver mode. (laughs) Yeah, I'm quite positive we could catch husbands in no time at all. Catch them. There you go.
1: Oh, man. She's terrible. My face is the same color as my hair right now. It is. Yeah.
0: It was beautiful. (laughs) You did
1: really great. I, on the other hand, am not going to try that. So good job. (laughs) I'm not that brave.
0: I'm a glutton for punishment, (laughs) and I (laughs) apparently just I wanted so bad to be a voice actor when I was a kid oh, yeah. that no matter how horrible it makes me feel on the inside, I want to do it. <laughs> yep.
1: Awesome. <laughs> well, eventually the girls realize that they have somehow walked too far or something and ended up on a narrowing trail in the park. And um, as they figured, they tried to figure out how to get back, which seems really weird to me, like just turn around and walk the opposite direction. Just literally turn around and walk the other way. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, a man was standing in the path blocking their way. And he was, like, really icky looking. He had, like, black eyes and skin that looked like Keith Morrison. Sorry, boo. (laughs) I love you, but it's true. (laughs) Um, And he had sharp teeth. And this mofo is like, ooh, pretty girls that have wandered off the path. You know what happens to pretty girls like you. And Jessamine, yeah, super creepy. And Jessamine recognizes this man. At first she calls him a goblin. And then she's like, oh, are you a hobgoblin? And I'm just like, what the hell is a hobgoblin? I didn't Google it, which I should have. Well. Apparently it's part of the Fair thing. Folk. Yeah. <laughs> I will look it yes, up while please. you continue. Okay. So anyway, he's part of the Fair Folk. And she's like, don't you touch us and he's like um but you wandered off the path so i'm going to touch you <laughs> like like your free game because like you you wandered out of the yeah. like parameters yeah. which okay i'm going to read something that he says but it seems weird to me that i guess maybe jessamine just doesn't pay enough attention but how would she not know where the boundaries are i don't know Anyway, I guess right. she doesn't read a I, map. I,
0: I think they, they weren't paying. They were talking and they weren't paying attention to where That's they were fair. going. That's fair. I guess you're right. That is I'm brutal. sure she knows she's not supposed to go to like a certain mm-hmm. part of the park.
1: Okay, so he says, um, foolish Nephilim to come to this place unmarked. Here is land more ancient than any accords. Here is the strange earth. If your blood should fall upon it, golden vines will grow from the spot with diamonds at their tips. And I claim it. I claim your blood. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? my blood could you repeat that you're saying i'm made of diamonds
2: you want to like magic beans my body
1: yes yes. so then this motherfucker pounces and Justin is like "Uh uh-uh not in my house (laughs) i love those commercials (laughs) and she attacks him with her parasol until he eventually cries for mercy jessamine is not about having to defend herself and she starts breaking down Um, and she's like i hate you i hate you and i think she keeps like attacking him as she's saying it too. i just hate you you're gross downworlders are the worst blah 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 she's like crying but anyway So Tessa makes her way up from where she had fallen. And Jessima Jessima just, like, melts into her, like, sobbing. And she's saying, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to. And this dude is just, like, dead at their feet. (laughs) And as they start to go go to leave, Tessa's like, hmm, I wonder what will grow from your blood, mofo. Boom. My friend got you. (laughs) Got you, bitch. (laughs) I think it's really –
0: it's definitely – it's a really smart writing tactic, I think. Because it very clearly demonstrates like that te- or that not that Tessa that Jessamine is capable mm-hmm. because she really is a shadow hunter. So she really is capable, but she so fiercely does not want it. And then like being forced to like confront that and then like she like falls apart. Yeah. I think it's 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 the perfect way to explain who she is. And make you kind of understand her and feel for her in a way, even though, like, it doesn't make you like her. Right. You know what Definitely. I mean? Like Like, it doesn't go too far to, like, try to, like, redeem her. Like, we know she's kind of a piece of mm-hmm. shit. But, like, we at least understand why she's lashing out at other people. And, yeah. like, because she's really, like, hurt in her heart, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to find a more like eloquent way to put it but I'm like nope I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like a (laughs) (laughs) two-year-old I hurt my heart (laughs) Uh, did you find anything on hobgoblins no there's nothing in the codex it it might be on the wiki
1: okay sorry so I just imagine he looks like a leprechaun that's like Mickey Rourke (laughs) yeah I was picturing like the the guy from that movie the Leprechaun like those really bad 90s 80s 80s 90s movies. The one with Jennifer Aniston yes. or is that Leprechaun 2? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but oh, okay. yes, that's exactly the movie I was thinking of. I don't know if it's one or 2. It was on TV not too long ago. So Oh boy. Anyway, so now we go back to Charlotte and Henry's adventure meeting this Mortmain dude and they are totally baffled that this guy could recognize that they're Shadow Hunters and Charlotte starts to try to play dumb, but Mortmain's like, "Nope, nope." I know who you are. You peeps trap demons in boxes and stuff. And that, my friend, is cool. (laughs) 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 And Henry steps in. Like, um, he totally pulls an Alec. And he's correcting Mortmain. Although, it's literally (laughs) just technicalities about demon souls. (laughs) Charlotte cuts him off. And Mortmain cuts her off. And is like, girl, I know who you are. He lists shit about them. And then he's like, I know that... um, he's like you think i don't know you especially since you tried to glamour my footman like i know what you tried to do i know who you are and charlotte's like uh mm, how do you know this so Mortmain explains that he's a student of the occult occult i think it's a occult. occult. Yeah. <laughs> occult <laughs> ocelot ocelot yep that's the one uh, and he learns about them when he oh he learned about them when he was in india and he's like super interested in shadow realms and since he's like super uber rich he has access to all that information and shit and um mm. henry's like uh fighting demons and hunting shadows is dangerous work okay <laughs> <laughs> and more means like yeah i'm all about that learning i'm more about learning than practicing so it's cool like this is the first time I've met Shadow Hunters. I bet you have so much that you can teach me. And Charlotte's like, "Okay, stop. Pop quiz, hotshot. If you're so knowledgeable about Shadow Hunters, what's our mandate?" And he recites it, to destroy humans or destroy humans? Destroy humans. <laughs> <laughs> Beware. Destroy demons and protect humans. And Charlotte's like, "Yeah. So as you know, we protect dumb mundies like you." And Mortmain was like, super offended but Charlotte went on and she told a story about Mondays practicing like when she was young she saw like I guess it was kind of a cult sort of thing but these Mundy's were practicing uh, magic and eventually summoned a demon and it came in and killed this dude and his entire family kids included yikes yeah well, well it's like the, demons
2: they were hanging upside down with their heads cut mm-hmm. off and then the kids were being roasted over a fire
0: yeah, yeah. like horrific
1: wow what? Yeah. It's <laughs> what demons do, yo. Eventually, Charlotte um, is able to grab Mortmain's attention by bringing him back to the reason that she and Henry are there. Nathaniel Gray has gone missing. And this clearly shakes Mortmain, and he changes his tune. He's happy to help and provide any information he can. So he kind of jumps around telling the story. But basically, Nate's father, Richard, worked for Mortmain some 20 years ago. And during the Lombard Street Bank collapse, Mortmain's relationship with a warlock helped him avoid losing everything. You know, insider trading and shit. And, <laughs> right? You know, no big deal. <laughs> NBD. And Richard caught on and knew Mortmain was involved in something crazy and confronted him about the pantomonium club. Mortmain admitted his involvement and um, invited Richard to join him. And Richard went to a few meetings but eventually was not interested in joining and moved to the United States. At some point, tw- these twenty-ish years later, Nate wrote to Mortmain explaining who he is, and Mortmain agreed to hire him, which just seems weird for Nate to do out of the blue. I don't know. I would like to hear more mm. about this. So,
0: yeah, I, f- I feel like this is oddly convenient. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't. I don't personally.
2: I, have- I don't believe anything
0: he's yeah. saying. No like I have I like I know I have trust issues but like I don't know when when, as soon as he knew like and he tried to like he did it in a way that he was it was like a gotcha you know what I mean okay like like he was trying to like come in strong and show them that he like had the upper hand and like knew what was up and like it just put me off. It made me be like, mm, I, "There's something that's, else that's going a big on here."
1: Story to have come up with some. It has. There has to be some truth to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, and, and I'm sure there is. It's just, I, I don't trust everything that he yeah. says. I feel like he's being shady. Mm-hmm. It's sus.
1: Sus. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mortmain defends the club by explaining that um, good inventions have come from it. He once saw a warlock create a ring that could transport a person by twisting it while on their finger. And I'm like, ooh, I've seen this before.
0: Ah, we've heard of that.
1: (laughs) Uh, And Charlotte's like, yeah, I'm aware of the power of magic. I thought the club was for Mondays and not downworlders. So Mortman explains that there are different levels of membership. And basically, downworlders run this shit, sans Fairfolk. They don't like the Mondays involved in the industries like railroads and shit. So they want nothing to do with it. They shun the club. And after a few weeks. Okay.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense that fairies are like this industrial revolution you got going. I don't like it. I want no part yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, keep the trees. We're naturalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, try our, our homemade crystal deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure maybe i'm a fairy and not a warlock
1: (laughs) i just don't like the creepy side of them but whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so after a few weeks of working for mortmain nate asked about the club which um mortmain just assumed that the reason he knew about it was his dad must have told him um so he took him mortmain took him to a few meetings and within a few weeks nate had left And sent Mortmain a letter quitting his job to go work for another club member. And Mortmain assumed it was um, someone that could pay him more. um, That would basically would pay him more money so that it would support his gambling habit. So that points out an issue that Nate has, according to Mortmain. So we'll see. Uh That's interesting. So Mortmain hasn't been to a club meeting in a while and hasn't seen Nate since he worked with him last. Which seems very convenient as well. Like you haven't gone to a meeting in weeks. Just... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh huh. <clears throat> um, so as um, Mortmain's telling the story, Charlotte notices a terrified look in his eyes. Which, so I think you're right. There's some shady shit.
2: So Charlotte tells Mortmain that she didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday, and I don't know why that's a thing, like a saying. But my dad used to say it to me all the time. Hashtag dadisms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think anyway. you should
1: call them billisms. Uh, no, they.
0: I was just going to say that. I was like, they have to be called Billisms.
2: Make a better door than a window there, kiddo.
0: <laughs> the up store. Where's yeah. the down store? I will never get over that, ever. That's it took be me on so long tombstone. to get it. It took me so long. I was in the backseat of the fucking car. I was like, I don't. What is? Go- I'm like, and I kept bugging you, and you're like, it's stupid, it doesn't matter, and I'm like, no, tell, tell me. me the joke. <laughs> tell me the joke. I can
2: handle the truth. <laughs> the, yeah, like the UPS store looks like up, so the other side of town they sell downs.
1: Oh God, yeah. dad
2: <laughs> Okay, basically, Charlotte, she knows the truth. She okay, hold on. She knows that he knows that she knows that he's not telling the truth the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help him God. <laughs> True. So Charlotte pulls out the cog that Will found at the Dark Sisters and is like, well, what do you have to say about this? We found this in the possession of two warlocks called the Dark Sisters who, by the by, happen to be members of the Pandemonium Club and freaking murderers. <laughs> so Mortmain tells her that he had uh, absolutely... Nothing to do with the murders. He had never thought. Ellipses. <laughs> That's. So Charlotte tells him to go on. And so he does, explaining that a board member from the Pandemonium Club, a very old and powerful downloader, asked him to sell some of his mer- mechanical equipment at a discount flea market price. Um, and he didn't think to ask why he wanted them. Like, why would he care? The like cash register was just chinging. <laughs> Ching. Ching. Anyway, <laughs> Charlotte's sleuthing bone is percolating, and she asks if this board member happened to be the same man who Nate went to work for when he left Mortmain. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> for dramatic flair and dramatic flair only, Mortmain drops the cog, and it rolls across the table, and he, like, slams his hand down on top of it, and they exchange some cringeworthy eye contact. <laughs> Charlotte implores Mortmain to tell her the man's name, but he refuses um, and says that telling her that information would mean his life. So Charlotte asks him, What about Nate's life? And Mortmain is like my kid trying to eat vegetables. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlotte's like, Okay, <clears throat> this isn't working. Henry, bring me the summoner. Which reminds me of um, that movie, Home. Where it's Schmeck has the shusher and it's just oh, yeah. a scepter that he like hits people uh-huh. with and tells them to shush. <laughs> anyway, Henry's like, say what? <clears throat> and as much as it hurts her to do so, Charlotte snaps at him like to retrieve it. Still confused, Henry walks to Charlotte and pulls out a dark metal object with dials across the face of it. So she takes it and starts like waving it at Mortmain. <laughs> telling him that the device will allow her to summon the clave. They will arrive within three minutes and surround the house and quote, Nephilim will drag you from this room screaming and kicking. They will perform upon you the most exquisite tortures until you are forced to speak. Do you know what happens to a man when demon blood is dripped into his eyes? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Get it girl. What made us full like deer in the headlights? Sorry. I talked over you. I don't know why I did that. It was me. Okay. Mortmain is full dear, in the headlights, but Charlotte continues pleading with him not to make her use the device because she would hate to watch him die. <laughs> and possibly the best part of this whole chapter is Henry's next line, which is, good Lord, man, tell her. <laughs> and then I'm just going to continue because, yes, um, he's like, really, there's no need for this, Mr. Mortmain. You're only making it harder on yourself.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. So can we just talk a minute about how just, okay, so Jessamine said that Henry and Charlotte, like, they're not in love. Like, they didn't get married mm-hmm. because they were in love. It was like a marriage of convenience or whatever. Uh-huh. But they are so in sync. Yeah. Because I will tell you something. Robin, how long have we been friends? A long-ass time. 26, 27 years? Something like that. Something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shut up. He just called me old. Um, (laughs) Okay. So we've been friends for 27 years. We could not pull that off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How did he know what she was referring to? Not premeditated.
0: He just rolled with it. He was like, all right, this is what we're doing. (laughs) So, you know, Henry's a sharp one. Yep. And I think they're more in sync than. Anyone gives them credit for. At least Jessamine in that Agreed. beach. Agreed. <laughs> so it does the trick because he
2: says, like, he's like, his name's DeQuincy and that's it. Like, I don't know his first name. Quit asking. I don't know. It's DeQuincy. And Charlotte's like, it can't be. Oh, but it can be. And it is. Which is the <laughs> song that William is obsessed with from Steven Universe. That's a new reference okay it's for the younger Jen not you
1: yeah that's I don't have any idea what you're saying is that a cartoon
2: it is a cartoon
1: okay okay
2: anyway huh sorry (laughs) I'm hip basically
1: (laughs) I bet that was really funny flexing on us (laughs) totally with with her with her
0: her, hipness toddler yeah (sighs)
2: Mortmain's like oh so you know who that is well I guess that you would and Charlotte tells him that he's the head of a very powerful London vampire clan an influential downworlder and an ally of the clave so she just can't wrap her head around it and Mortmain tells her that like oh yeah he's also the head of the club like everyone answers to him. And at first when I was writing this or reading it, I was like, Charlotte, you don't owe him any information about Mm -hmm. De Quincey. Just be like, thank you. Uh Bye-bye. But I I guess it's glad that she did mm -hmm. because it opened the dialogue for the next thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I did. That was one thing I I noticed. I felt like... um, I love Charlotte. But I felt like her interrogating tactics were like giving him more information, like kind of let leading him letting him know what she wanted him to say does that make Uh sense like especially in the beginning I'm like dude I'd keep my mouth shut and be like tell me everything you know with like a knife to his throat I like I don't (laughs)
1: she just goes in badass to start
0: I mean I wouldn't but I would want them to right
2: so Charlotte's like basically he's saying like Mortman's like this guy's like top dog. He's mm-hmm. the CEO, whatever. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, does he have like a title?" Which is a weird it, thing to ask. I was going to say
1: that. Yeah.
2: This is very like, as Kristen would say, because plot. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna just keep going, and Mortman's like, "Yes, he does. It's the Magister." <gasps> <laughs> Shock. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so Char- ah, so Charlotte's able to remain like comp- her, her composure, like she's calm, even though she was just bitch slapped with a heavy slab of
1: hot goss. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And she tells Mortmain that like you've been most helpful. And then he asks like, "What's going to happen to?" Mortmain wants to know what's going to happen to De Quincy. Um, and his questioning isn't just about like wanting to know cheese may, it's because um. If Quincy finds out that he's the one that told her the information, he's going to be dead meat. Dead meat. Dead meat. Uh, he's going to totally give me an atomic wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlotte assures him that the Cleve will make sure that he isn't um, like. Like she'll make sure that De Quincy isn't about to murder him and um, that she's just she'll just keep his name out of it. He won't know that they even spoke. It'll be like. This is not the conversation you seek. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And he's like, Wow, you do that for me, a foolish Mundi? And she's like, Yeah, I have hopes for you, buddy. Like, I think you've realized the folly of your ways. The Clave will be keeping an eye on you to make sure that you're safe and that you stay away from the Pandemonium Club and other organizations like this. I'm watching you, Mortowski. Always watching. That
0: was great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. This is so utterly unbelievable to me because this guy is, like, uber rich. huh Okay? I'm sorry. A CEO of a big company who has all that money is not going to just, like, wither in front of these two people this, like, you know... Tiny woman, and what no matter what sh- he knows about shadow world or whatever, like he's not gonna like become a groveling idiot.
1: It does seem interesting, he's, yeah.
0: He's gonna have an ego, like, this doesn't feel right. This feels like meh. The guy cool. has soundproof windows, like, you think oh, he yeah. would just murder them,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. yeah. That's weird, like, and even if he was
0: like, okay, I know about shadow hunters, I know they could definitely kill me or whatever, like, it, it he wouldn't. He wouldn't be acting like this, though. Like, he would still want to, like, maintain some of his pride, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, and for me, it's like, okay, obviously, I'm I'm glad nothing happened to them. But Charlotte is tiny. And obviously, Henry is not super invested.
0: Right, right. He's not really He's saying anything. He's distracted by blueprints. He's spending
2: the entire time trying to read the <laughs> blueprints off of yep. his desk. <laughs> right. And stuff. So it's like you'd think that he probably, like, as the owner of a company with tons and tons of money, he probably has, like, Security staff or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just seems like why wouldn't he. If he didn't want to have that conversation, he wouldn't have had to have it. Basically, is what I'm trying to say.
0: And even if he was like, yeah, I'm going to help out or whatever. He wouldn't turn into like a sniveling little bitch. Uh It's basically kind of how I'm seeing it. Like,
1: oh, me, you do that for me. Like, no, he'd be cocky. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you better keep my name out of this bitch. No. Okay, that's
0: too far. <laughs> right. <laughs> my back. Too far. Too far.
1: Take it back. I don't know.
0: It's just my thoughts.
2: Yeah. So just then, like when Amanda and I are trying to leave a customer's house, <gasps> Charlotte's hand is literally on the door handle, and she's, like, pushing the door open. That means stop talking yep, to me because I am now. done. <laughs> I'm exiting the building. Anyway, he speaks to her and he's like, they were only cogs, gears, they were harmless. And then Charlotte drops some deep knowledge on him, saying that inanimate objects are harmless, but the same can't be said about the men who use them. What? Here's my Mm. mic. Bye. Seriously. (laughs) For real. So (laughs) once Charlotte and Henry were back on the streets of London... Um, she handed him the summoner and tells Henry that she ought to ask him what the object actually is, besides a red herring. <laughs> and he says that it's something he's been working on—a device that can sense demon energies and only be used a handful of times in *City of Bones*. <laughs> he was <laughs> going to call it a sensor. It hasn't worked yet, but when it does,
0: oh, but he's still using it hear a it handful him. of times in *City of Bones*.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Henry looked at Charlotte fondly and told her that um, her plan was pure genius. Pretending that they could summon the clave on the spot to frighten him. Like, top aces. <laughs> but um, how did she know that he was going to have a device on him that she could use? And she just says, "You did, but you did, darling, didn't you? He says, you're as terrifying as you are, wonderful, my dear. And like, what a freaking great compliment. Mm-hmm. Say that to me. Yeah,
1: seriously. Yes. I'll take it.
2: Yep. Okay, so then we get to be flashed back to Tess and Jessamine in the carriage on their way back to the institute. The ride is silent, um and Jessamine's holding her parasol <laughs> across her lap not really giving a shit that blood was staining her jacket. Like she's just
1: that's surprising to me. Out.
2: And then they arrive, Thomas helped her down and then she like grabbed Tess's hand and she was surprised at like her icy fingers so she didn't really have time to react. Um and then Jess- Jessamyn just starts polling her. And she's like, come along, come along. Um, and Tessa's like, well, guess I'm along for the ride. <laughs> and lets her pull her inside the Institute down a corridor and to her room. And Jessamine tells her that she wants to show her something and hurries them inside. And uh, I have to take a moment for this, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have to. It's not necessary. We're too far into it anyway. But for my soul, I need a moment. So... <laughs> Her bedroom has wooden wainscoting and I want that. Mm-hmm. But in white. Yeah. I want that in my home right now. Please help Dude, me.
0: That's like, <laughs> that's mid millennial mom porn. Yeah. I need that. <laughs> like, and like, turn it on HGTV. To- <laughs> Ex- yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: But that's not like the icing mm. on the cake. She then, like, the above the wainscoting, it's, like, wallpapered in rose silk. Mm,
0: Yes, please. Yes. And I feel like there's, like, gold in it as well. Mm -hmm. Although there's probably arsenic in it, too. Yeah. (laughs) Details. (laughs) There may be some asbestos. It's fine. (laughs)
1: All of it.
0: Anyway,
2: her coverlet, which is, I'm assuming it's her duvet cover, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Is printed with flowers, and I'm assuming they're like the tiny roses that I want mm-hmm. on my bedspread. I want that
0: now.
1: <laughs> okay, and, and if then, they're
0: printed, are they like hand cut block like
1: printed, card or whatever? Oh, kind of like sewn in. Oh my God! Yeah, probably absolutely she's so fancy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and fancy. then she
2: has a white <laughs> vanity table. With this expensive-looking dressing table set that has a ring stand, a bottle of flowered water, and a silver-backed hairbrush and mirror, and like, why do you get to be so rude and get all the good stuff?
1: <laughs> get out of here! Yeah, like, what did what did her parents go do? I'm curious how they had all this money. Obviously, I don't think I, I don't, don't know hear more, but
2: I do have a that a brush set like that, like a oh, so cool. That's been Lucky. in my family for very like a long time
0: oh i wish my family wasn't poor and kept shit
2: mm. right <laughs> we used a plate today what like a serving plate
0: uh-huh.
2: i was telling my mom I was like i really like that plate and she's like that's older than me and you combined wow uh, i was like and you just brought it to my house to have a pork loin on cool <laughs> but i guess like you gotta use, have it, it, if you're not right? use yep. it exactly yeah anyway Tessa tells her that the room is lovely, hoping that it will calm Jessamine down. And because it is hashtag facts. (laughs) Okay? Yep. So Jessamine's like, eh, it's too small. But, like, just come over here. And then she dropped the bloody parasol onto her beautiful bread spread like a giant brat. Seriously.
1: Sophie's going to have to scrub the blood out. Yes. Yes.
2: And then they go to a corner um, by the window, and there's a table with a dollhouse on it. And Tessa's like, wow, that doesn't look like a cardboard one like I used to play with. Like, this is legit. And it's like a beautiful miniature reproduction of a real London townhouse with working doors and everything to scale. Miniature furniture, needlepoint cushions, a cast iron stove. There's like these little china dolls in there and real oil paintings on the walls. Crazy. And Jessamine tells her that this this is my house. This was my house. And Tessa's like,
1: <laughs> uh
2: huh. <laughs> oh, like this is the dollhouse you used to have when you were little. And Jessamine's like, no, this is
0: my. This was my house. She did not She say does like go that. really like little kid yeah. though.
1: Yeah, it I, is I don't weird. Think
2: it was necessarily in that tone, but whatever. No,
1: it was. She's like my. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was.
2: Okay. Okay. She says that her my dad had it made for me when I was six. It's modeled exactly like the house we lived in in Cru Cruzan. Cruzon.
0: Wait, hold on, where are we? Croissant Curzon Street. Street.
2: Curzon Street. Curzon Street.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm an American pig. Did you see y'all like <laughs> that? Was just garbage.
0: The only reason I know this is because they say it in the audio book for uh chain of iron. Okay.
2: Thank you. That's me taking my hat off to you. But anyway, <laughs> um, the wallpaper. See, we had that in the dining room, and those are the exact chairs my father's study. You see. And Jessamine's like staring at Tessa expectantly, and she's just like Tessa's a little in over her head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like yeah.
2: she just was like legit tortured for six weeks, but this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> for her, like, to mentally handle Like she can't do it. And she's just like, it's all she sees is this expensive looking toy. She's like, mm, I'll just default to nice. So she tells her that, like, yes, it's very pretty. And I feel like that is something Amanda would say exactly mm-hmm. to somebody like. Yeah. It, I, I, it was in your voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> in my brain.
1: Definitely what I would do. I yeah, will second that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it's very pretty, but it's almost a little bit annoyed.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Because I like applaud. You can do. You can get a tone.
0: You mean me? Well, no. Okay. Amanda does this thing because Amanda is absurdly sarcastic. (laughs) Like, but but she has such a nice voice that half the time you don't know if she's being sarcastic or not. You're like, I, are you serious? I, like, it takes a minute. To, like, get used to it because she does have, like, she's such a, like, you have, like, such a sweet voice, <laughs> right? And and the way that you talk is very, like, encouraging and sweet and you're, like, you're doing great, you know? And, like, that's you when you're being earnest. Right. But it's also you when you're being snide. <laughs> and it's kind of confusing sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah Kristen. amanda has got wicked skill yeah you've definitely told me before okay i'm still getting used to this <laughs> yeah well to me it's like okay if we're
2: out to eat and like you order a diet coke and they bring you a regular like you will tell them like i ordered a diet mm-hmm. i would never do that i would just not drink it yeah <laughs> and like you you should be able to say that and like I just I wouldn't so it's just like you're like um yeah excuse I ordered diet thank you but then it's like thank you thank you so much I really appreciate thank you thank you thank you I'm like
1: throwing money at them
2: (laughs) you're like I can't believe I just said that oh my god but you did it and it was great
1: so anyway this
2: is Jessamine just been like or Tessa just like yeah it's very pretty stop talking to me bye
1: very pretty yeah totally okay anyway
2: Jessamine continues her little mini episode of cribs and explains that the see the china doll in the parlor that is mama and the one in the study reading a book was papa and upstairs in the nursery is baby Jessie and then later they're going to have dinner in the dining room and then they're going to sit by the fire in the drawing room and then some nights um they go to the theater or to a ball or to dinner and then mama will kiss papa goodnight and they'll sleep in their rooms and they will sleep all night long There'll be no calls from the clave that will throw them out in the middle of the night to fight demons in darkness. No blood will be tracked to the house. No one's going to lose an arm or an eye to a werewolf or have to drink holy water because of a vampire attack. And Tessa's like, dear God. (laughs) This woman is obviously struggling. Like she (laughs) is literally like in the midst of a mental breakdown. It's
1: creepy. Yeah, for sure.
2: We've spiraled. We're all the way out to the tip. We're going to, like, smash, and
0: then maybe we can rebuild.
1: <laughs> yeah. Almost rock bottom. <laughs> <She> almost. <is. laughs> I,
0: and it kind of makes you, it's like, is that what you're doing when you're, like, avoiding training and doing, like, are you just sitting in there, like, playing this pretend yeah. life? With like, these dolls. Whoo. Yeah. I don't know I like about it. that. That seems, Yeah. Mm, plus, we so, know she's capable of murder. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Does her door lock from the outside?
1: (laughs) (laughs) To keep her safe.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Definitely.
2: (laughs) Anyway, she she tells Tessa that Henry was the one that made her the parasol. And, like, at first she thought it was really pretty. And then she was told that the fabric was edged with electrum and was always meant to be a weapon. Tessa's, I think, a good person. Mm
1: -hmm. All Mm -hmm. around,
2: she's a good person. So she's in over her head she doesn't quite know what to do society is telling her to act what way or whatever and so she just like she's trying to console jessamine and she's like you you know you saved us if you wouldn't have done like what you did like Mm
1: -hmm. we would
2: be magic beans
1: we would be um creating vines although who wouldn't who knows what would have Mm -hmm. happened with um, tessa Right. right So Jessamine's
2: like, no, I shouldn't have done it. Like, I don't want this life and I will not have it. Like, I don't care what I have to do. I would rather die than be a shadow mm. hunter. Like, I should have just let that, like, hobgoblin kill me. Crazy. Mm. Is basic. She doesn't say that. Mm. I'm reading between the lines. Yeah. Anyway, they're interrupted by Sophie, who is there to summon Tessa to meet Henry in the study. And Tessa turns back to Jessamine to ask, like, like, are you okay? Like, can we get you some like mental <laughs> health? But um, the vulner vulnerability is gone. And then like the snooty mask is back on her face. And she told Tessa that she had like, I've grown tired of you already. Like like I'm done with you. And besides, I have a headache. So Sophie, when you're done with that, like you need to come back and massage my temples with ewing. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I want that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be rude and demand that someone massage my temples, but, like, when right. I get a headache, which is, like, all the fucking time. I just have one right now. I
1: just got it in the last little bit. Somebody do I it. I want
2: a temple massage. Yeah.
0: That would be nice. I'm sure that yeah. feels really good. Yeah. I want that. Anyway,
2: <laughs> Sophie, like, kind of shares this look with Tessa. Mm hmm. And then she's just like, "As you wish, Miss Jessman."
0: Right? Yikes!
2: But she said it's like an amused look, Mm -hmm. which to me seems like I don't know. There's a couple different ways you could
0: yeah, almost like this bitch. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, this bitch. Mm, Yeah, like Uh yeah. Of course I will. Mm. 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 Like. Yeah. I'll be sure to not come back. Right. It's like that meme of (laughs) (laughs) Chris Hemsworth when it's like your parents, when you ask your parents and they say maybe, and it's like that meme where he's like, "Mm,
1: oh, Oh, shoot. That's awesome. Good times. times.
0: Uh,
2: Okay. Make sure that you've read chapter seven, The Clockwork Girl for next week's episode.
1: For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye.